0: Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate you joining us, as always, in the midday. We want to hear from you. We want you to be a part of the show. You can text us, 704-570-9610. Again, the number is 704-570-9610. I'm in a good mood. I think you guys are in a good mood. And usually that's what happens when there's a gift exchange. Fitty got all sentimental and happy when... I gave him a gift, gave Wes a gift. That was supposed to come like last month, but sometimes it happens when you're ordering during Christmas time. Yeah. The goal was just to show you how disorganized this entire process was. I ordered these gifts like the second week of December with an idea and I hope that they would get here our last show before we left for holiday break and then they continued not to get here and I was like all right well I'll just give it to them when I come back and then we'll do it before the new year and then they still didn't get here until yesterday I finally received the package of the gifts I got Wes an Air Jordan hoodie and and Fiddy got all sentimental because I gave him a Roy Williams daggum, dag-gum. legend hoodie because it's the best soundbite he plays. And Great so, gift. Well, thank you. And it, it's not to shower myself with praise, although I'll, I'll welcome it. It was because Fiddy is in such a sentimental mood. He gave me two hugs, Wes, back to back. You know what was coming. I did know it was coming. He wanted to give me a hug pre-hoodie and post-hoodie. So I, <laughs> he put the hoodie on. Oh, it fits. Let's Let's do a hoodie hug. Let's hoodie hug right now, Walker. I was like, all right, my dog, I'll give you another hoodie. And so it just, I I like Good Mood Fitty hopping on the mic because it just hasn't been true of you the last couple of days because of all of the Cowboys hate that you received from the morning show. And I know you were catching even more hell again on a Thursday morning after a Sunday defeat.
1: I got it last night while we were out at the Grand Street Pub. Smoke called. That's, That's right. And and I thought maybe y'all were supposed to be like a second hit in the Hornets pregame show, and then there was something wrong. And I get Smoke maniacally laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, Smoke, what's what's funny? Because I did not see the notification that Dallas is bringing back Mike McCarthy. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, Patrick Storrs, Stanford P, D in me, wanting me to go to the foul line to start the show today. Vibes are down bad because Mike McCarthy's back in Big D. But it's going to be good come Saturday night when Go Pack Go goes into the bay and takes care of the Niners. 6.
0: <laughs> Wes is counting down for those that don't know what 6 means. Wes <laughs> is counting down the shots that Fiddy is flinging his way before the 49ers take the field this weekend to see if they can get to a conference championship appearance and of course The whole shebang. Yeah, my mom has a new
2: plan for her Cowboys gear. You remember I said that she said that she was going to send it to Goodwill, but she said that she's going to actually send it to Jerry Jones. Is that right?
0: Yes, that's what she said, yes. What's the thought process there?
2: Because she wants to send her stuff back, and I don't know if she's going to drop a note in there to let him know that she's been cheering for them for 51 years and that she's had enough and that her sending Her gear back is a symbol of her being so fed up with the organization
0: and how they operate. Um, I like that idea better than the way Skip Bayless handles it. Yeah, Skip Bayless, it's amazing. At some point, because he was legitimately a very good columnist, Mm -hmm. I would think at some point he would understand the idea when his wife presses record... And he says to her from behind the wall record that he would retreat all the way behind the wall instead of you being able to see, like, his hand. Mm Mm-hmm. Stay there for five seconds before then storming in because it's not like he was storming in. He waited for his wife to say go. And we all know that. But in order to try to at least suspend your disbelief, just suspend your disbelief. He doesn't allow us to do it because we have an elbow right there. We have a hand. We have the jersey hanging over. And then, of course, not only does he mess that up, he can't throw away the trash on time because the smart trash can is defeating him. Yeah. (laughs) Skip Bayless, defeated by trash. The very trash you call Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. If they were trash, they'd be smart trash and defeat you. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. how it is. Yeah. And I like the way your mom is handling it way more than the way Skip Bayless is Yeah, I handles. like
2: this. I can't wait to see normally when uh, she or we craft plans like this, something comes out of it. I wonder what, and that's not why she's doing it, but I just wonder, you know, if Jerry gets to take a look at that, what he would end up saying. <laughs> He'd say, let me just call
0: Michael. Yeah, I would like to see that. <laughs> I really would love, I would love to see the, that interaction. Jerry Jones opening up this package from Ms. Fonda. Yeah. Oh, What's going on here? What? Oh, it's all these Cowboys jerseys. What? This is from the 90s? What is yeah. this? Because how much is she sending? Or how much Everything. is she throwing? She said and she she's really doing it. it. Yeah, she's going to do it. Did you try to talk her out of it? No, I'm with it. I said, let's do it. But I'm here for it. Wait, how, I need to know uh, roughly how many articles of clothing is she uh, You're
2: talking out? about her jacket. Uh, she's going to send her jacket that she wears often, but she's going to send her jacket, uh, her Dak Jack Prescott jersey that I got her. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> just, just, I feel like she got another one, too. She has another jersey of a more current Like guy. a Micah Parsons, maybe? No, CD she doesn't have Michael Parsons. I didn't get her any of those guys. She said, because uh, she's got two Emmits. So she's gonna keep her Emmett Smith, but because she said that was a real cowboy. But
0: well, she needs to exchange that for Barry Sanders jersey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Fitty. But so, yeah, so, um,
2: yeah, yeah, but nah, so I like the plan, so I was here for it. I said, yeah, that'll be good.
0: All right, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants today because there are a lot of things up in the air. It looks like instead of Steve Weiss joining us today, it looks like he's going to be joining us tomorrow because he's very busy working for NFL Network, thought he would be on today. We're going to try for Steve tomorrow. So, because of that, I'm gonna to try to get Doug Branson of the famous Locked On Hornets podcast on later today, and we're gonna lead with a different topic. I'm gonna to usually you guys know what's coming. You guys don't know what's coming right now. They don't know, man. And neither do you two, is what I'm saying. I'm gonna throw something else at you two. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get off the bus. <laughs> Let's pull up to the scene. Open up the doors, Fiddy. Surprise, surprise. Let's do the damn thing.
2: We look good getting off the bus.
0: I got something to say. Damn. All right, Fiddy bringing Mike McCarthy up brought this question to me here. So if Mike McCarthy were to have been fired, and we know Nick Sirianni is apparently putting together a plan for the future, presenting that to Jeff Lurie today in order to save his job. It's hilarious. His whole job comes down to one presentation. (laughs) Just how good is your PowerPoint game, Nick? If it's a good PowerPoint, if you put enough graphics in there, you get to remain the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Would you understand Nick Sirianni could be available? Mike McCarthy no longer is, but if he was, would you welcome that hire? Are these two cases different if you're a Panthers fan? Or would you rather still go with plenty of the other candidates? Like, how attractive is a Nick Sirianni to you, Wes? This is a guy that got to the Super Bowl, got to the playoffs. I know you can't stand the guy. (laughs) I know that. Last two years, still... A lot better resume than other coaches can bring to the table.
2: Yeah, um, I wouldn't like it because for one, like I said, the way the Eagles ended off this season, one and six, uh, down the stretch. It was not a good look. And I know that there was more to the story, uh, than some of the things that were reported and I'm sure some more things will come to the light. But at the bottom of the day or at the end of the day, it comes down to the head coach, man. A lot of this stuff lays at the feet of the head coach and the quarterback and A lot of people talk about how they unfairly get a lot of the praise, but they also will get the blame. And so with Sirianni, there was some failure to connect here. We saw the bickering on the sidelines all season with the Eagles. So it just seems like that there's a little bit more going on uh, than what meets the eyes and ears. And so, no, I I wouldn't like it. Like I said, um, the way the Eagles fell down the stretch. You had a team that should have performed better than what they did, and they did not. And so, no, I I, I think that that's a demerit on his resume, and I don't think it's a direction the Panthers should go.
0: We're getting mixed reviews on the text line about a Nick Sirianni hire here in Carolina. Playmaker Baker said he went to the Super Bowl three question marks. The Panthers would be all caps lucky. And then another 704 number said... <laughs> trying to find the text message. Never mind. That was quite the build-up for no text message. Hold on, I see the one. You're talking said, about the one. Stop we... the retreads, please.
2: Okay, yeah, and I see he also. It just continued it right up. There. with I no not find the text message. Some washed-up <laughs> loser. We want fresh, untarnished losers, and that's the thing too. For Carolina, I think if you came off of the heels of hiring a fresh candidate, so to speak, then I think it could be a little different. But coming off of a retread hire that did not work out. I just think that the Panthers need a fresh face, fresh resume, and a guy to start Mm -hmm. a fresh regime here in Carolina.
0: Yeah, I was trying to bring up that text before I went blank and got scared and was like the dog in the Phoenix arena where I was just peeing on the court. (laughs) That's what happened to me. But, yeah, that text said, I'm tired of retreads. Please, no, please. But this is, like, the best class of retreads I've ever seen, if that were to be the case. It's up there. Because Bill Belichick... He's on the open market. We could. Mike Tomlin doesn't look like it anymore. Now, no longer Mike McCarthy. We very much so could see Nick Sirianni. That's an impressive class. Harbaugh's a retread. Retread. Jim Harbaugh is, and all of those guys. Everybody has a championship except for Sirianni and Jim Harbaugh, who both got to a Super Bowl, yeah. which is kind of crazy.
2: Or wasn't Sirianni on the staff? when He was on the staff when they won the Super Bowl, correct? Or was he not?
0: And then maybe went with Frank to Indianapolis. Yeah, that might make sense.
1: Well, and you also got to look at, like, dude, he would bring an attitude to this franchise, and I think this franchise, frankly, right now needs. Like, they need someone that's confident, maybe even so a little bit arrogant. He also has three straight winning seasons to his ledger, something that this franchise, despite winning three straight division titles, they've never had three straight winning seasons. The worry is, is as you watch people break down and evaluate that offense. And he was not there. You know, the the, the second half of the year, what did it look a lot like? Frank Reich's offense here in Carolina because he's a disciple of Frank Reich. It feels like you're flying too close to the sun again. I I feel like for Panther fans, that would be the biggest hurdle is that you're hiring a guy that was a play caller coordinator under Frank Reich. It could go wrong just like it did last year.
0: All right, last thing before we move on and continue to go through some of the candidates that have been interviewed yesterday and today, we got some big news developing in the NFC South. Jacina Anderson tweeted this out an hour ago. Barring a snag in negotiations or a future development, still have to get a signature. I'm expecting Bill Belichick to become the next head coach of the NFC South Atlanta Falcons. His previous rapport with Falcons CEO Rich McKay creates comfort he can't mimic in any other franchise, any other vacancy. Arthur Blank is very skilled at being convincing and selling the benefits of coming to Atlanta. As I learned from Calais Campbell, the GM dynamic in Atlanta is presumably more palatable for Bill and Flowery Branch than it would be in Philly. And as mentioned, both sides have been talking about this through for a while. Thus, my previous reports. I expect Belichick to uh, reunite with some members of his former staffs whenever he makes it official. Yeah, there's a second interview apparently going on. One was just with owner Arthur Blank. The next one is with execs in the organization. This weekend. It looks like it's going to happen. It's a done deal. It looks it looks like it's going to happen. And while I didn't want him over some of the other candidates, I'm also the dude that did not want that person to go somewhere else.
1: Belichick, big Migos fan, I've heard.
0: All right. Quavo going to be in the building. Can't wait. It's Wesson Walker, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Dan Quinn, Raheem Morris interviewed yesterday and a really popular candidate interviewed today by the Carolina Panthers. Who is it and how much do we like them as Panthers fans? We'll talk about it coming up next. Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ.
1: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesempta
0: Tomlin also spoke to media today after quite literally not speaking to media by walking out of the press conference room. After he was asked about the one year left on his contract, Mike Tomlin steps up to the podium and he says, good morning in a better mood today. Anybody got any contract questions? So now he's taking some of those questions and we expect as it's being reported, it does look like Mike Tomlin will be back in Pittsburgh It seems like we go through this and the pressure turns up every single year on whether he's going to be back, despite continuing to go above 500, at least 500 when there was a 16 game season and now getting to the postseason, despite pretty terrible quarterback play. We'll see what they do at signal caller, trying to keep some of the malcontent wide receivers happy and Deontay Johnson quitting on a play. George Pickens going berserk sometimes. Mike Tomlin, I'd welcome him to Carolina as much as any of the retreads but he's going to stick in Pittsburgh. I did ask about Nick Sirianni. Lots of people had thoughts on Sirianni and Bill Belichick, possibly going to the Atlanta Falcons. 704 said, if the Eagles make a move to remove Nick Sirianni, they're insane. We have a few people also saying, hey, we've never won back-to-back seasons. Nick Sirianni doing it three times. I would welcome that to Carolina. We still have some more of the the stop-the-retread stuff. Here's where we get to some of the Bill Belichick texts. KC Steve said, cool, Atlanta gets an old coach for a couple of years, and then they're searching again soon, too. <laughs> kind of like that. I just don't know how successful those two years are going to be, but he is old, Wes. At least they'd be moving on. I'd have to imagine he's not coaching forever long. He's old, but
2: he is uh, He's going to be rejuvenated by the change of scenery, and he's motivated. He wants to beat he Don is. Shula's record. And so not only that, I know it's a burning desire in him, even though him and Brady – have a a solid relationship, but it's a burning desire inside of him to shake the story that he can't do it without Brady. I'm sure he wants to get one more Super Bowl before he gets out of this thing too. And the fact that he wants a young underachieving team, like what's been reported, I don't see him going anywhere for at least another four seasons, maybe four or five seasons. I think he'd be in Atlanta four to five years at least if things work out well, Um, but everything's there for him to be able to do it because people look at Atlanta and say, oh, you know, they're a quarterback away, but also another frightening part of this whole deal is what Belichick is going to do for this defense. He's going to present, you know, he's already got some pieces there to work with, but we know if there's any place that he can identify talent and he takes his knocks as a GM, but a lot of that has come on the offensive side. They don't miss much on defense with the guys that he brings in, whether he goes and gets them off the scrap heap or whether he drafts a guy like a Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon it looks to be one of the better young corners to come into the league in a while. And so you know he's going to present a defense that's going to make it extremely difficult on Bryce Young. He's going to make games extremely ugly and very strategic for anybody that faces them going forward. So that's the thing. If they're able to go out and get a Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or maybe even a Russell Wilson, but what Belichick's going to do to that defense, they're already putting their solid up front on the offensive line, But he's going to build that defense, and I think that's the thing Belichick needed is to go to a team where the offense is mostly in place, so he doesn't have to do some of that bad GMing as far as going out and not being able to draft guys. He's got good young players and key positions there all over the place, great offensive line to work with. Now he can just do his magic on that defense and turn Atlanta into a real problem.
0: Yeah, you said he doesn't miss much. It's hard to find where he's missed at all. Like, you can find some bad defensive ranks in terms of yards. There was a 31 ranking, 25, 26, 29. That was in the 2010s, hasn't been below 15. In the last five years or so. But then even in some of those bad rankings in terms of yards, those same years, not different years, but those same years, he ranks ninth in points allowed, 10th, 8th, 5th, right? It's just the, the discre. If you struggle in one category, then you at least are really good in the other points and yards. And then we can go to EPA per play and we can go to some of the advanced metrics, but yeah, Bill Belichick defensively still as sharp as ever. We'll go to a few more texts. Blindside. Chris has this idea, Bill Belichick in Atlanta. Let's get Rex Ryan on the phone. Let's go Rex Ryan. Bring on. Some of the victories over Bill Belichick. Like maybe he had (laughs) in the New York jets days. TFB writes in Bill Belichick with Kyle Pitts and Janu Smith. And you know they're going to go after a QB. Yeah, he seems to be scared as well. Last one, uh, Big Cat Dan says Belichick to Atlanta. Tepper is a clown show. I think that's <laughs> part of the reason people are frustrated too, is because there's not even an interview with Bill Belichick. Yeah. There's not an interview with Jim Harbaugh. And Atlanta went after the big guns immediately. Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh. I, I don't know. I haven't been as in tune with their coaching search. Maybe I've just seen. Harbaugh and Belichick reported more so because they are the biggest names out there. Um, it did, I don't even know how many coordinators they've gone after for their head coaching hire. Like I, I'm sure they've gone through some. I think Avero is one of them, to be honest. But Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh they go after. People are frustrated that Tepper is looking at a lot of these coordinators. And, hey, I guess he's staying true to the Panthers fan base wishes of no retreads. In some of these cases, he's not doing that. So we'll see. Here are the interviews that have been conducted the last couple of days. Wes, Dan Quinn and Raheem Morris were interviewed yesterday. Let's start there with some of the defensive minds, both of those guys, Dan Quinn with the Cowboys the last couple of years, being the head coach of the Atlanta team that got to the Super Bowl. Raheem Morris, who's been a head coach in this league before, maybe it was a little too early for him, did some nice things, now defensively really lauded for the work that he did with the L.A. Rams. Do you think there's a shot that there's a defensive head coach here in Carolina? What are the chances if you were to put a percentage on it compared to all the other offensive candidates out
2: there? Uh, I think it's a a slim chance. And that's only because the point that we've been talking about a lot, this coaching hire is mainly about Bryce Young. If you were to split it into a pie, I would imagine 75 to 80% of the thinking that's going into this decision is about Bryce Young and his development. They've got to find the perfect match uh, for him, And we saw an article, and and we'll talk about this later in the show, but in terms of talking about Baker Mayfield and how when he was here, there was a, a player who said that the team did not try to play to his strengths. And so we heard this season that uh, Frank Reich did not necessarily want to play to Bryce Young's strengths coming out of Alabama. And so this hire has got to be mostly about finding a guy that's going to not necessarily submit to Bryce Young, but it's going to be the best fit for him as far as accentuating his strengths and turning him into one of the best young passers in the game. And so that's why I think an offensive coach is going to be at the forefront of that because you don't want to bring in a coach that does get all of those things out of Bryce at the offensive coordinator slot, and then he's gone a year or two later and potentially stifling that development. Exactly.
0: Holiday Jay does write in just about the Harbaugh and Belichick thing. He said maybe they wouldn't have interviewed for the Panthers if they were asked. That's true. We don't have any evidence that they were asked, but we, I guess, don't have any evidence to the contrary. So yeah, if they didn't ask, or if they got rejected, that speaks to an entirely different set of issues for the Panthers, yeah, and it's not a great job, and so that's a problem within itself, but at least that would get rid of the whole David Tepper didn't even ask those guys. And here's NASCAR Brad writing in, just promote Averro to head coach. We need to establish a culture. He thinks Agero Averro is that guy. That's the only reason I give them a non-zero chance of hiring a defensive mind. Otherwise, I think it would be zero. Wes, I don't think Raheem Morris has a shot. I don't think Dan Quinn has a shot. Mike McDonald, I think, would win a Defensive Coordinator of the Year award if there was one given out instead of just Coordinator or Assistant Coach award. Mm-hmm. I still don't even think Mike McDonald is going to get this job. The only way I see them going defensive-minded is if they miss out on their top offensive minds And then they just go ahead and promote a Vero as the head coach. The chances I think that happens five to 10. I mean, I'll go seven and a half. I'll split it. I like weird percentages on the show. When we play (laughs) this game, I'll continue with the theme. I'll go seven and a half percent. Wes, they're, they're all offense. They wanted to do offense last year when they had the number one overall pick. They went that way with Frank Reich. They want to go offense again all of these other offensive names, right? And there's a lot of really good ones. That's not to say they don't have really good defensive minds. I just don't get the feeling that David Tepper is interested at all in that. I there is some interest in keeping Averro here. We've seen that. He's operated that way in a sense of going after candidates that share the same agent as Averro. And so maybe that's the pull that you have for both guys, a new hire and Averro staying foot or staying here in Carolina. But if it's not Averro, it's nobody. It's gonna be an offensive mind in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I'm I'm right there with you. And then, you know, if you decide to go with Averro too, I wonder how that would go over with the fan base, because I know there have been people we see him on the text line that are definitely Averro supporters, but also, you know, he wasn't his resume was, was really good this year. Like you say, you finished fourth in yards allowed, but also that run defense left a lot to be desired as well. So his resume isn't sterling to bring him in and the fan base is gonna be like oh man we're about to win uh I'd still like to see another season or two from him to see what you know he's gonna do with this defense and what that finished product is gonna look like because it's not a bad start here I'm I'm not gonna go with that at all I didn't expect the defense to be flawless your record is your record for a reason but I'd like to see what a a, a more polished product from him with some upgrades Mm -hmm. some of the things that he can do uh, for this defense, but like you said, I, I expect an offensive candidate to be uh, the way that they go about this thing.
0: Yeah, uh, people people bringing up Mike Vrabel, too, have a point. Uh, maybe I bump it up to nine and a half. <laughs> no, just, just because there's enough cachet with Vrabel. There's enough there. Um, having been a head coach, and if you want to establish a culture, and you've already seen it established. I'm not saying McDonald couldn't do it. I'm not saying Raheem Morris or Dan Quinn couldn't do it. Uh, we've seen too much failure. With Dan Quinn, in my opinion, I don't think we've seen that much with Vrabel considering the roster they had in place. I would give Vrabel more of a shot, but I still—I said what I said. I stand by it. I don't. I, it's offensive mind or a Vero, and maybe an itsy beatsy little chance of Mike Vrabel being there.
1: It's also weird. His name's been pretty quiet on the coaching search. and a It, big it reason did quiet why down, you're right. His report came out he did not want the GM that Tennessee hired. He may be a head coach that wants personnel control, and I don't think – Dave Tepper's interested in doing that here again
0: or if there is a GM that he would like to choose to come aboard then that's just another guy you have to like right I mean it's hard to like one person to hire let alone that person's decision who to bring as a GM too I want to get to the candidate that I'm most interested in of the three that have been reportedly interviewed by the Panthers the last couple of days and that's Dave Canales the offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was I feel like we were talking about him a little bit more um, before he started to get real hot, before they win the Philadelphia game in the postseason and continue to move on. Let's go to a couple of sound bites. Here's Mike Evans, future Hall of Fame wide receiver on Dave Canales, getting a look at head coach somewhere.
2: Oh, Dave has done a great job. He's he's so positive every day. He knows exactly what to say, and he uh, yeah, he's a really brilliant mind. So, um, you know, any team would be lucky to have him as the head as the head guy. Yeah, everybody coaches different, but his style, more people will will flock to that.
0: Former player Wes, we like to pull that card every now and then on the Wes and Walker show. It's yeah. not me, it's you. You played football. <laughs> I did not. I would have been terrible at it. <laughs> What do you hear when you hear Mike Evans praising Dave Canales like that?
2: Uh I hear Mike Evans is a guy that I've always liked. I always thought that he was a very authentic, genuine guy. And so when he gives that type of endorsement and you could hear it in his voice and the words that he chose to use about that, especially at the end when he talked about, you know, different coaches having their styles, but more players will flock to what he wants to do. Uh this is a receiver that, you know, is an integral part of their team's offense. And Mike Evans is a, a high IQ player, in my opinion. So players know uh, who knows this stuff, and who doesn't, and so, I love that ringing endorsement from him, and I think it adds to his resume
0: i'm I'm glad you said that because it felt like Mike Evans gave us a short, succinct answer that was press conference savvy, but also we could take away some substance from it. I felt like that was all in a perfect bite-sized little candy bar of audio to say, oh, okay, Dave Canales is the real deal. If you don't believe Mike Evans, maybe you believe former Panther Steve Berline who joined the Kyle Bailey Show talking about Tampa's OC. I do uh, a show on CBS Sports Network every Monday called NFL Monday QB, and Brent has come on and, and filled in for us Uh, several times during the course of the year. And he mentioned Canales, and I think it had to be Seattle then for sure. And uh, he speaks very, very highly of him and just said that he is a guy that
2: any young quarterback would benefit from being around him and in that kind of an environment because
0: of not only, you know, his knowledge and what he brings to the table from a creativity perspective, but also from just the ability to connect and and, uh, communicate and build that confidence that a quarterback has to have. With his offensive coordinator, he's,
2: he just seems like he's a, a really top-notch guy and a guy that would be a great fit for
0: any any young quarterback trying to figure out how to play at this level. Mike Evans, Steve Burline, Let's go a trio of ringing endorsements because here's Greg Olson with a tweet. Not a soundbite, but a tweet. He says, I spent a year in Seattle with Dave Canales. He was in our tight end room, and we spent a lot of time talking ball and philosophy. Happy he got a shot in Tampa and he had a huge night, referring to the Philadelphia Eagles postseason game. He's moving up, Wes. And this was even before we started to get some of these opinions on him. I just think you start to look at who he's worked with. Okay, in Seattle, he works with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson became one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, but also I think maybe we start to forget a little bit about he wasn't supposed to start the year he did. Remember, they do the whole Matt Flynn, big old contract. We saw you throw for a Packers franchise record. Packers, the very team that never misses on a QB. Matt Flynn goes out there in garbage time regular season, throws for 500 yards, gets the contract, can't beat Russell Wilson in camp, and... They got the Legion of Boom. This is what starts the, if we find a good QB on a rookie scale contract and then allocate resources elsewhere, this is the way to get to the Super Bowl. Here's Dave Canales helping everybody on top of that. But he's not at the hierarchy of that totem pole. He's not, you know, first, second, third in command even. He's just there to help it along the way. Now he is climbing the totem pole once Geno Smith steps in for Russell Wilson and they trade Russell. Geno Smith, having not experienced a lot of success anywhere else, does so in Seattle. And Dave Canales right there helping him. Then he goes to Tampa Bay as the offensive coordinator. Here he is calling plays, helping Baker Mayfield out. And this is the best year we've ever seen from Baker. You had the one year in Cleveland. They win a playoff game. That was important. But you're even seeing two short QBs, Wes. I I don't know if I'm making too much of that. I just know we got a short QB here. And I know every example everybody goes with is Russell Wilson first. They don't like the Kyler Murray comparison for Bryce because Kyler is this athletic, strong-armed former baseball player. And so everybody makes it a point to say, no, he's actually not like Kyler. The other comparisons are... Russell Wilson and Drew Brees that we see and then maybe even a little bit of Baker Mayfield as the number 1 overall pick. Well, Dave Canales has worked with two of them and then resurrected a different QB career. I like Dave Canales Wes. He's he's rising up Walker Mail's power rank. Those are great
2: points that you bring to the table, especially his ability to understand the limitations of a shorter quarterback and help to Uh, Alleviate those. But also, too, I mean, when you look at his resume, man, I mean, he's a grinder. This guy went from Carson High School to El Camino College at Juco, and he also has a strength coach background where he was an assistant strength coach at USC. So that tells me that could be another area of expertise that he could bring to this team, overseeing the strength and conditioning program, making sure it's top notch and maybe get some of those injuries down. I know in the NFL it's next to impossible uh, to keep them at even a reasonable rate sometimes. But I think that that's another plus for him. But, yeah, um, all the quarterbacks that he's worked with, I think that bodes well. Uh, I think if they go and have a strong showing in Detroit, especially the offense, and I think they have a chance to. I think think the Buccaneers are going to be feisty in that game. He's a guy that you got to look at. And as we said, the petty factor, you have a chance to take away from a rival and yes. give
0: yourself a strength. Yes, that was a point you brought up that I am 100% here for. Would absolutely love taking away something from a successful season in Tampa. Uh, MDog does write in, when can we start to judge a coordinator on a good surrounding team rather than it making them a good head coach? Sorry for the skepticism. And we also have another number 443 writing in. Is one year a big enough sample size to judge Dave Canales? No, those are good points. Uh, Yeah, I'm not 100% sure he would make a great coach. But from everything we've seen, everything that I think we can realistically judge, I like what I've seen. The other thing is about the run game, right? Uh, I was about to say, that that
1: that, that's kind of scary because of what, bottom third in the league or the bottom two in the league last two years? I will say, though, it got better this year.
0: And they made a big old stink about him improving and improving and improving all year long to the point where Rashad White was out here helping you in the screen game, helping you avoid pressure that might be bearing down your neck. Hey, Bryce Young might understand that. Yeah, I would love to get running backs involved in the screen game again. And so Canales would help you that way. Maybe you get another dynamic running back. But they just got better sticking with the run. And that's what Panthers fans want. It's what worked with Steve Wilkes' power running game. It's what worked a little bit here once we started handing it to Chuba Hubbard a lot more and Thomas Brown. Chuba, Chuba 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 chanting everywhere. What? It's my favorite. Yeah. I I'm feeling it. I'm catching canalis fever, baby.
2: Yeah. I really am. Uh the thing is though, for those who are out there saying, you know, the one year and all that stuff, and I and I get that, but you also have to look at the job that he did coming into week. 18, PFF had this offensive line rated 13th in the league. So middle of the pack, not bad, not great. But then you also, like I said, the fact that he took a quarterback that everybody had written off. Nobody thought this type of year was coming from Baker Mayfield. And that's coming from scheme and how they were able to scheme around deficiencies. The offensive line, like I said, they were decent. 13th is decent, but it's not great. And so for them to be able to be as productive as they are, to get as hot as they have, at the end of this season and what he's done with that quarterback, I think trumps the limited amount of experience that he's had, that sample size that you guys are talking about. But let's not act like when people ask the question about supporting Cass, this was not a ready-made Tampa offense that everybody expected to take off and be balling As again, we thought preseason that this was going to be four, five, six win team right here. I do here. think that's all In quarterback
0: based, though. I do think that, which only enhances the first point you're making. Yeah, uh, It's it's hard to mess with Evans and Godwin as a duo. Like it's That's true, yeah. That's probably what? So that's basically all they
2: had. Nobody saw this type of season coming from Rashad White. Uh, you know, we thought this offense was no, going like be Rashad, better. There's yeah. no, those tight ends definitely have come out of nowhere. They didn't have a tight end that we thought was going to be. Uh, some phenomenal player. They may play after play on Monday night.
0: I really like him. Yeah,
2: I do too. I I think he should be up there as one of the top guys.
0: All right, we'll see. Dave Canales, Ben Johnson, though, still reportedly at the top of the list for David Tepper. We'll see about Frank Smith. Uh, We've mentioned it a million times. Lots of appetizing.
2: He could bring Mike Evans with him. Uh,
0: That would be great. That would be great. That would be attractive as well. Yeah, from Ray Ray the word I could not stop using yesterday in a very weird, weird first hour that I had on Wesson Walker. Because of that, Fiddy is forcing me to rank the head coaching candidates in terms of attractiveness in the next segment. I don't know where this is going to go, but we're going to find out together, all on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
1: Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesempta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection,
0: The thing that makes me most happy when Fiddy starts dancing or somebody else walks across the hallway, we can see them through the window and then they're bobbing the head because they love the music. Thank you, Colin Hoggard, for making me so happy bringing this segment in. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio.
2: Yeah, we've been getting a
0: lot of requests too from people.
2: Uh... We have. To tell them what beats were playing, coming back in from break, et cetera, et cetera.
0: I don't know if you noticed this. People used to give you a playlist of what was played during the shows, like as probably about five years ago. Mm. I felt like I see that. Uh, I used to see that a lot on not podcasts so much because you have different music rights for live radio. We can do whatever we want on live radio. Podcasts, not so much. But they used to give you a playlist at the end of each show, and I thought that was always really cool. We have people ask all the time on the text line, hey, what beat was that? Yeah, Man, that was awesome. Or just give us some love on what beat was played. Bagel guy not giving me some love, but I deserve it. Bagel guy writes on the text line, Walker, when are you doing the soda bet? Or any bets? It's time to pay up. Next week, we got to get it going. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm totally with
1: you. If you guys got the jersey, hell, I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, I welcome the smoke. Do we just knock it out? So now, Jersey's waiting for Tuesday after we beat Wake Forest on Monday.
0: Oh. That does add more pain to it, I will say. Your call. What do you, I'm for? i Okay. I'm for it. Because then, because then, I wonder if actually Wake does pull off the upset, right? And then you wear the North Carolina it's gonna be jersey. You're I'll gonna be, be wearing it
2: with a smile, baby.
0: Yeah, you probably would act like. Someone. I'm
2: gonna reenact key plays yeah. from the night before the game. I'm gonna reenact them for you. In addition to having the jersey
0: on, so it, it's a high leverage bet. It could go great for you, or it could go terribly, terribly wrong. Either way, I like that idea. Fitty grabbed the microphone. He practically dove for the microphone. Yeah. To throw that,
2: I'm going to reenact plays too. I'm going to do that just for social media. I'm going to pick two to three key plays from the
0: upset and uh, reenact. Them. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> by the way, by the way, I don't want to commit to something because every once in a while, I, it's not like I'm promising. I'm just leading the people astray. I don't want to do that anymore. But I don't learn my lesson. I think I'm going to do the Orange Show bet tomorrow. Okay. I think I'm going to do go. it tomorrow because I. The problem is there's events going on. I got sick. I'm not trying to drink a two. I, it feels weird. Maybe I'm just being a pansy about all of this. I will wear that. But yesterday, I thought about doing the orange soda thing. But then we had the Michelob Ultra
1: watch party last night. Yes, you want like, acid reflux during a watch party? I just and a two liter soda in what in twenty minutes? Two liter soda in twenty minutes. You're gonna pay for it. And Ooh. Michelob
2: Ultra. I thought you had all show to drink the soda.
1: No, no. That's that's, that's too 20. easy. No. Yeah,
2: one liter. That's still a lot to drink in three hours of one liter I thinking, soda not, I
1: not think really Wes. or two liter. I know oh, no, it's two. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not really, Wes. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's a man with experience. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a two liter. I, like, look, you keep, you keep trying to make it a lot easier for me. I actually think what the bet was, if we were going to stay true to it, mm-hmm. was a two liter bottle mm-hmm. in 20 minutes. I think that's what we signed up for. Woo. What's crazy about this is I brought this up. Uh, I like pain. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I brought up.
1: That's a lot of soda to drink in I was trying minutes.
0: to get some food for the people, man. That's what mm. I was trying to do. i trying to get turkeys. Gobble, gobble. That's what I was trying to do.
1: Our our guest that's coming in, he said he'll buy it right now. You can do it with him. Oh, Nada. Is that what Nada said? Nada needs to stop listening. because And he, and he said
2: he could split it. Is that what you're saying? No, baby?
1: he just said he'll buy the two liter right now. And God, you could do it in studio with Nada during fire or fizzle. I
0: can't do it during fire. Or fizzle. going to be burpy mcgurby too. <laughs> do we do this
2: today? Let's do it. Like the caller, like the Texas said, Justin from no, Charlotte, why put off I, until tomorrow? What can I be got, done today, guys?
0: I can't Yeah, Wolfpack James. No way you finish a two liter in 20 minutes. I not today. I can't do it. Let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow. All right. I promise. Let's do it tomorrow. I'm doing it tomorrow. And if I don't do it, then there's another punishment coming my way as well.
1: All right. Running from a challenge like your senior night. I did. I
0: I did run away from that dunk. (laughs) It hurt me watching that back after 13 years of having not seen the film for my senior night, seeing that breakaway opportunity. I didn't. It was actually closer than I even realized, though. We were up by like a bucket or two and there was 45 seconds left. And I was like, I need if I miss this dunk, if I get I didn't think I was going to get rim stuffed, but you might lose the basketball on the way up. I didn't want to turn it over a wide open layup into a turnover, that's Dak Prescott playoff game stuff, and yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do it. Sorry, Fiddy. All right, to uh, help you feel a little better, let's do Walker's Hot List. This is a creation by Josh Fiddy Marlowe. He wants me to rank the head coaching candidates in terms of attractiveness. If you did not listen yesterday, I had this weird thing come over me where I wasn't able to stop saying the word attractive. I described Brian Callahan as attractive, You pointed that out because you're four years old, but then it was fun to continue to say it because I couldn't stop. Like I, something came over me. So now I'm ranking the head coaching candidates in terms of attractiveness. Let's go ahead and get it rolling here. Fitty. Let's start at number five, number five, number five. I have Raheem Morris in terms of attractiveness, a little bit older, one of the older candidates wow, I didn't out there. think he was even on your uh, radar. Well, I didn't think so either. But then you start to look at all the candidates that the Panthers have either requ- uh, requested to interview or actually interviewed. Not the greatest looking group. It's not like they're. <laughs> Terrible looking. just a bunch of like average football playing guys that I don't, I don't know. They're not, it's not crazy attractive, but Raheem Morris makes the list. Best candidate who wears a hat. Very much the Shanahan mold. Borderline flat bill. Pulls it off well. But also a little older. Not bad looking. Number five on the list. I feel strong about it. Here's next. Number four, this is where Brian Callahan comes in. Just finished his interview, by the way. Oh, good for him. Great beard. Five o'clock shadow is the thing that's really strong about Brian Callahan. I I don't want him to grow it out any further, but it's a little rugged. Like, I don't care. I coach football. I don't have time to shave. That's the kind of vibes I get from Brian Callahan. Looks pretty good in a suit, too. We'll tell you that. Don't see that a lot. Let's move on. Number three, (laughs) Mike McDonald. Of Baltimore hasn't been interviewed, but still a candidate Uh, actually has been interviewed. I apologize. Hard to rank here. Looks a tiny bit goofy, little goofy, but he works hard enough to cover it up. One of the more jacked coaching candidates, but it feels like he hit the weight room because he's a little goofy looking. Does that make sense? Like, it's, it's, it's a guy that might be naturally mm-hmm. cut, but then he lives in the weight room because, oh, okay, there's just a little something there. Mike McDon- uh, McDonald still puts in the work, and because of the grind, he's at number three. Number two. Agero Averro. Averro coming in at number <laughs> two. You need to turn your mic on if you're going to bring me sound, sound effects <laughs> and just mouth noises. Uh, looks older. One of the more older candidates. A little more mature. Looks like a guy that has it all figured out, in my opinion. Showed that on the football field. More like a Jiro, a hero, if you look at what he was Mm -hmm. able to do with this organization. organization. I think Aveiro, good-looking dude, attractive, number two on the list. There is a number one, though, by a pretty decent gap. Number one, Dave Canales. (laughs) I went over the resume. I promise I'm not skewed because of the football accomplishments. Best jawline of any of the candidates. Not strongest. I think that belongs to Mike McDonald, but Dave Canales has the best jawline. He's cut, not too ripped, though. He's got great uh, hair. He's in pretty good shape. Uh, I might uh, have to disagree with you. Okay. That's fair. Just not as jacked as McDonald. The McDonald thing is like he's a big dude, and that fits because he's a defensive guy, but I think he's pretty cut. So maybe you're right. We can have varying opinions on that. The staring off into the distance photos with the headset on. That gives me real, this guy's got the good vibes. And that's what I want in my head coach. Canales, number one, by a decent margin. He's swaggy, too. I mean, he's got the yeah. partner hair. I You're mean, some me guys this. are going to be getting jealous uh,
2: when their wives are sitting there watching You're the with game, me. saying how much they like Dave Canales. This guy's got the Cliff Kingsbury-type vibes going, but he is swaggy. Like I said, a guy that keeps himself in shape, so you can definitely see the, uh, the strength coach background. And then, like I said, the little partner hair.
0: West likes it. number one. West likes Listen, diamond. man, this guy might be yeah.
2: vaulting to number one at my uh, on my list no, just I, because you know he, he he's got the complete package, bringing the swag that the Panthers could use. Offensive mind, uh, re- reclamation project master, starting to look like. All right, man.
0: More like Canal Sacks, if you ask me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we, need to the, we need to end this segment now. Yeah. We have two more hours to go on Wesley Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 FM. <laughs> <laughs>